The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Amazing the news Dublin City Council have rejected plans for a 24 storey office tower close to Tara Street. Frank MacDonald is an author and journalist and he joins me now. Frank, I understand you're in agreement with uh, Dublin City Council on this matter. You think it was the right decision? Well, first of all, first of all, Kieran, it's not in Tara Street. It's on the corner of Moss Street and City Quay, right beside City Quay Church, uh, and diagonally opposite the Custom House, which, as I said in my submission to the City Council, uh, was preeminently the most important 18th century building in the, in Dublin city centre, um, and long recognised uh, as being so. And so the council refused planning permission, uh, not just on the basis of objections that were made by the likes of me, but also uh, by the Office of Public Works in a in a in a, uh, a submission that they made, uh, which also talked about the importance of the custom house and pre- and preserving and protecting. It's setting. And at at the moment, we have planning permission already granted for two towers in Tara Street, uh, one beside the station and the other one just opposite. Um, And those are going to go ahead. Um, One is under construction at the moment. The other one is yet to start. That's the one that Johnny Ronan got planning permission for. And now we have this other scheme uh, a, a whole block away from there. Uh, on the corner of Moss Street and City Quay, uh, where uh, it's proposed an even taller tower is to be built. And one of the points that I made in the submission that I sent into Dublin City Council was that, you know, of all the places to choose uh, in Dublin for high-rise buildings, this is this is the least uh, fortunate place because uh, it is sandwiched between the Custom House on the one hand and Trinity College uh, on the on the other to the south. And not only would this tower intrude into that setting in a, in a fairly major way, but it would also cast shadows on the facade of the Custom House, especially in the winter. Um, and that is something that really should concern everybody because, you know, the Custom House is really such an important building and it's one of Gandon's, great, it's Gandon's greatest legacy to mm. Dublin. And, and it was completed in 1791. It uh, suffered uh, severe damage as a result of a fire during, uh, being set on fire by the IRA during the War of Independence in 1920. And, and uh, it was restored faithfully afterwards, uh, at least uh, externally. And it's a, a really important building um, that, has be, that can't just be you know, simply cast aside in favour of random uh, developer-led high-rise uh, schemes. Ono Mali is with us as well, the DCU Associate Professor in Political Science at the School of Law and Government uh, at DCU. Uh, Owen, is this the wrong place for a tower like this? It's probably one of the better places for a tower like this, given that, as Frank has already said, there are two high-rise buildings around the same height as this proposal uh, already going ahead uh, in Tara Street, not too far away. It is pretty much on the kind of edges of the what might be now be called the central business district. And so if we are going to have, if we are going to build high-rise, it should be around places like this in the central uh, business district that, that we do it. it I mean, it, visually, in terms of its impact on the Customs House, I agree with Frank that the Customs House is an important building, it's a beautiful building, and one, but it's it's hardly been affected by this because, I mean, the, the, build, the proposed uh, high-rise development or skyscraper maybe 
uh, is across the river. It's it's quite a way away, and while it might cast a shadow, it's. I'm, I mean, given that we don't have that much sun in Ireland, uh, it probably won't be casting too much of a shadow. Like a far more offensive building is the one beside it, which is Liberty Hall. But uh, I, I suspect Frank would probably uh, be aghast if one were to try and tear that down. Frank, would you be I, I would you be aghast? Would. I would indeed, Karen, because. Um, because Liberty Hall uh, was built in 1965 um, and in its original form um, with a totally transparent building that you could actually see right through it, uh, it was a fantastic metaphor for the emergence of modern of modern Ireland and it doesn't actually interfere with the Custom House at all. The Loop Line Bridge is the thing that really interferes with the Custom House in views from the west and that, w- that was built in, in 1891 a hundred years after the Custom House itself, and it cut off views of the Custom House from the rest of the city centre uh, along the river. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, to the east then of the Custom House, we have the blocks of the uh, IFSC, the Financial Services Centre. Mm. And then if you look directly opposite the Custom House on George's Quay, you've got the pyramid top towers, seven of them all together, one of them nearly as tall as Liberty Hall. Um, uh, which formed the uh, the former Ulster Bank headquarters in Dublin. And if planning permission is granted for this scheme on the corner of Moss Street and City Quay, uh, facing the Matt Talbot Bridge, you're going to have pressure from developers who will be eyeing the George's Quay site of the former Ulster Bank headquarters and will uh, have proposals made p- perhaps in 10 years' time or even later for the replacement of those buildings by yeah. buildings of significantly taller scale, and then the custom house will be totally swamped. Okay, so it, it, it's a slippery slope argument, Owen, it sounds like Frank is making. The tower in and of itself, I don't think Frank is a fan of, but it's more what comes after it. Yeah, but I mean, you, we have another two buildings right beside this proposal, which are arguably far too small for Dublin. I mean, Dublin doesn't have a skyline that needs to be protected. There is no skyline. Uh, you have two buildings there which are about two or three storeys tall, which are inapp- arguably more inappropriate for a city centre. Too much of Dublin city centre is too low rise. And I mean, and then we have a kind of really odd approach to buildings where anything that is a little, old, a little bit older than uh, 20 or 30 years is kind of treated with... Uh, with great reverence, but nothing new. It's like it's like the city completely lacks an ambition as to what it can be and what it uh, wants to be. It, it doesn't seem to want to become a big, great um, metropolitan city in the way that, that others have. And it, it continually tries to stop any development uh, unless it's an old building or apes an old building. Uh, Frank, but Owen, sh- yeah, surely, go on. Th- surely this should be planned and not just developer-led. Surely yeah. if we are going to have um, a high-rise cluster in, and around, in, or, in or around the city centre uh, or wherever, you, wherever you're talking about it, I mean, I'd prefer to see uh, high-rise buildings being built in, in the eastern end of, the, of yeah. Docklands. But this site is not in Docklands. This is, is, is a, a quayside site in Georgian Dublin. And, you know, um, my fear is that if... This is granted. Then we. It's will not have very Georgian there now, is it? So 
I sorry, yeah, I, I don't I don't live in Dublin, Dublin but I I know the Ulster Bank hard. you're talking about and there's a yeah. rotten yeah. derelict building on the corner they're yeah. talking about knocking down. It doesn't that look too Georgian to me. That is true. Yes, the City Arts Centre has been derelict for the last 30 years, or sorry, 20 years, and it is a three-story derelict industrial building. There's no doubt about that. But that doesn't mean that it should be replaced by a building that's 24 stories tall and um, and 108 metres in height, which is much significantly taller than the two blocks that have already been permitted in Tara Street. And that's, you know, one of, one of those blocks was planned. That was the one that Johnny Ronan got planning permission for. Then, using the precedent of that, Marlott came back and looked for planning permission to add a further 10 floors to an 11-storey office building um, on, on the west side of Tower Street. And now you have this one. So how, how long is it going to take for yet more schemes to emerge in that, in that area? So, for Frank... And- can I ask, sorry, sorry to cut across you, can I ask, is, is, would it be your preference at that part of Dublin that you can redevelop derelict sites, but that there's just a cap on the height and then you go yes. further I east mean, before you go up? There's a recognition that, you know, I mean, Owen said earlier on that Dublin City doesn't have a skyline. Yes, it does have a skyline. It has a, sky, a low-rise skyline, essentially. And I'm not talking about three stories, but, you know, the general Georgian height is sort of four to five stories. There are taller buildings on street buildings on, the, on, on streets in the city centre that are six or seven stories. And I have no problem with that at all. But it's the random eruption of high-rise buildings in sensitive areas like this, which which is in Georgian Dublin, sandwiched, as I said, between the Custom House and Trinity College, both of which date from the 18th century. And, and that is something that we have, to kind of, we have to protect. And if we're not prepared to protect that, we're going to end up like Manchester, where there have been random high-rise buildings built all over the place in a completely uncoordinated and unplanned way, all of it developer-led and facilitated then by the planners. And that's not a fate that I would wish on central Dublin. Owen, should we confine these high-rise buildings to the Docklands? So I, I agree with a lot of what Frank says. I agree that it, it would be better if these things were planned. I agree that it would be better to have a cluster of high-rise in the uh, in the, the Docklands area. I disagree that this isn't that this is actually Georgian Dublin. You know, this most of this is now uh, glass around there is as and nearly everything are glass buildings. There's not much. It doesn't feel like Georgian Dublin. It's not uh, like building something off Merrion Square or something like that. So, I'm, I'm, and the difference between these buildings and in Manchester, and I, again, I agree with Frank that we don't want to go the route of Manchester, that these buildings are actually creating streets uh, like where people can walk by, whereas Manchester is very large car-dependent areas that are kind of randomly placed around the place. These, these do, well, they're not planned, they, at least they are creating streets, and, yeah. which is better than what happened uh, in Manchester. Uh, uh, Frank, there's a lot of people kind of, uh, with views on both sides of this argument getting in touch. What some are pointing out, though, is that while the Docklands, on the face of it, might make sense to concentrate high-rise, you've got to work with the transport system as it exists, and that the transport hub in that part of Dublin is the Dart and the Tara Street station is what well, you need indeed. to pool the high-rise buildings around. 
Indeed, Tower Street Station is, is in fact the busiest uh, railway station in Ireland. There's no doubt about that. And it is, so it is a central transport hub. Yes, indeed it is. But I don't think that it's appropriate to, to, to go to the, these kind of heights. And I don't think it's necessary either. Because, you know, if you're talking about housing, for example, the most economical way to build housing is apartment buildings of five to six or seven storeys rather than 10, 12 or 15 storeys. And that's one of the reasons why most of the high-rise schemes that have been granted planning permission, these build-to-rent housing schemes, are not being built because they're uneconomical to build, because they're full of small apartments, each of which needs a kitchen and a bathroom. Uh, and the, the unit costs of all of that, plus the additional fire safety precautions that you have to put into high-rise buildings and so on, and all of all of that is just making it all uneconomical. And you know, okay. this, after all, that's been, what's been proposed for City Key, is a an office building uh, which would have an arts facility at ground floor and basement level. So this, it's not a the housing issue doesn't even arise there. Um, but you know, there are ways of sensitively developing cities. Yeah. And this is not one of them. Frank MacDonald, uh, author and broadcaster, uh, Ono Mali, DCU, Associate Professor in Political Science at the School of Law and Government uh, there at the college. Thank you both very much uh, for joining me here on the show. Huge amount of people, like I say, getting in touch with views on both sides. One listener says, how come Moore Street and its history doesn't get this special consideration? That's a serious question. Somebody else says, 100% agree with Frank. Remember what they tried to do with Georgian parts of Dublin. Unless we say no now, we will get more of this. But somebody else says, go to New York, look at the skyline. If we want Dublin to grow and become a big city we've got to put these buildings in and somebody uh, uh, in a similar vein says Faneuil Hall in Boston a historic place surrounded by skyscrapers and it hasn't lost anything of its past 53106 keep those views coming The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan weekdays from 4 on News Talk.